Hello, and welcome to the Pondering Theologian podcast. I am the host, Nathaniel. So, today, we are going to continue in the Easter vein of thought. Um... Kind of continuing with the the theme of the last episode of you know now now what now what do we do what does this all mean and in this episode I have a a lot of scriptural motivation influence um, some of them will come up as single Bible verses. If you listen to my episode on postcard Bible verses, you know that I'm not always the biggest fan of it, unless it is used faithfully or responsibly. I'm going to state now before we get into it, before I get an email saying, hey, you used a single Bible verse. I believe that I used it faithfully here. So if you disagree, email me at ponderingtheologian at gmail.com. Or go over to Instagram and interact with me there at Pondering Theologian. So, let us get into it. I'm going to read two of the gospel readings. Well, one's a gospel reading. The other one is just a a New Testament reading that influenced this message today. And there will be a few other verses that I'll tell you what they are as we go along. Um, so the first is 1 John chapter 3, verses 1-7. through 7. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know... That when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who breaks the law, in fact, sin, is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sin, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. And then the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 36 through 48. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, looking Uh, thinking that they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do you let doubt rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet, and while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything to eat here? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And 
repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Alright, so I have a query for you all. Something has tickled around inside my brain this Easter season. A pair of words that are used by Christians and pastors, evangelists, uh, like it a lot. It shows up in the New Testament and across the history of Christianity. And that first word is witness. Christians and preachers like to try to motivate people by saying things like, we are witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, or witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ, witness to the salvation we receive at this table. But what does this actually mean? What does it mean to be a witness? Thinking of the always popular action, crime, and detective shows on TV, there is always a whodunit moment, and they look for the all-powerful evidence the always important witness, someone to testify. The other word that seems to go along with witness. Witness, by definition, is first to see an event take place, typically a crime or accident. This seems to have a little application to our nature as Christians. There was a murder of Christ, you could argue, but none of us were there when they nailed him to the cross. The second definition, though, given in our dictionary seems to be much more applicable. It is to have knowledge of an event or change from personal observation or experience. To have knowledge of an event or change from personal observations or experience. So let's look at this closer and get some more clarity. To be a witness then for Christ is to have knowledge that something has happened to us and to testify to it. There's again that word used by old-timey pastors and especially those lively ones today. Testify! That word has definition that pair with witness. I'll skip the legal one and go to the second one here. Uh, to serve as evidence or proof of something existing or being the case. So for our understanding as Christians, we have witnessed something, some change, which is why we say we are Christians. And now we are to serve as evidence of proof that change in ourselves. What are we supposed to be testifying, though? What have we witnessed that we can testify about? What change has happened? If we think back to the last episode, my Easter reflection, uh, Easter morning reflection, we looked at what the resurrection means to you. I asked the questions anyway. I can't tell you what it means to you personally. Um, there's lots of examples and reasons why it should matter uh, if you call yourself a Christian. Um, and I asked several times for you to think about it, and I hope you have, and you have an idea what that means to you, down to the reason you turned on the podcast today. Because... If you are listening, um, or you are going to church, or to a youth group, Bible study, whatever, because you are quote-unquote supposed
supposed to engage in these Christian things, then you haven't really answered the question of why the resurrection matters to you. I'm going to quote it again because I love this quote so much from Bishop T.D. Jakes um, that he gave a sermon two years ago now, I think. Uh, Too many people have a relationship with the church, but not with God. You're real good at the church, but you're real poor at Jesus. If you go to church, Bible study, youth group, or you listen to, say, a Christian podcast because you're supposed to, as in some sort of social obligation, but not a spiritual one, then you are being good at church, so to speak. So let that kind of think around in your mind. Are you being good at church? And is it the same as having a relationship with God? Because they can work together, but a lot of times we lean more into that being real good at church, but we're still poor at Jesus. So let's continue. What does it mean to be a witness? What does it mean to testify to the resurrection of Jesus? Well, first, if you have answered the question from the uh, Easter episode, if you know what the resurrection means for you, you know that Jesus came to save us from our sins. His resurrection was the emancipation of you from this sinful life. And second, this is the important part now. You have accepted Jesus into your heart and soul. You are now free from the evil restraints of sin to be with God in your eternity. Hallelujah. So now the next part is that you have to do something about it. This is the uncomfortable part. Now that you have Jesus in your life, you need to be active, not only in Jesus, in reading your Bible, asking questions, learning the doctrines of the church, learning how to live your Christian life to the fullest. You need to get on out of closed doors and out into the world and do something about it. Let's look back at Luke's gospel at the end of the reading. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and raise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in the name to all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. They, the disciples, were physically witnesses to the resurrection. They saw Jesus being hung on a cross till death. They witnessed what this all meant firsthand. Later on, Jesus gave the Great Commission in Matthew 28, verse 19. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus told them to go out into the world and make disciples. He told them to go do something. Quick history recap. Anyone who is in a church or listening to a Christian podcast or engaging in Christian material, are, are we're all here because the disciples went out and testified to their witness. And those they testified to who accepted this truth experienced a change in their lives. They did what David wrote about in Psalm 
Psalm 4. Let me pull that up here real quick. Uh, In verse 4 of Psalm 4, it says, Tremble, and do not sin when you are on your bed. Search your hearts and be silent. Those people searched their hearts. They found what they... Uh, what they believed and accepted Jesus into their hearts, and that there was a change. Thousands of years later, here we are, all listening to a podcast, or going to a church, going to a Bible study, engaging in learning from Christian materials, thousands of miles from where Jesus first conducted his ministry and set forth his disciples. They went out and witnessed testified to the power of Jesus. Uh, Pastor Rick Warren, who wrote The Purpose Driven Life, um, which is one of those famous Bible study books of the church, uh, still used today almost 20 years after it was published, um, once said that a personal testimony is the most persuasive form of communication. Your testimony, your belief in Jesus Christ, your witness of change in your life, testifying to that to another is the quickest and most efficient way to express why they need Jesus in their life. It's also the most important reason you need to know what you believe. Across the history of the church, there have been several things written called confessions or creeds of the church. Uh, You might be familiar with the Apostles or the Nicene Creed. If not, I definitely recommend looking them up. Uh, If you attend a denominational church, look into that denomination's book of confessions. Uh, The confessions and creeds are a great resource to help us understand aspects of our faith as Christians. Most all of them are deeply biblically vetted which essentially means that tons of people looked at scriptures uh, and agreed into the meanings behind them. One confession that I have found useful is the larger catechism. In the larger catechism is this question, what is required of those who hear the word preached? The word being the word of God. The answer then given is... It is required of those that hear the word preached that they attend upon it with diligence, preparation, and prayer, examine what they hear in the scriptures, receive the truth with faith, love, meekness, and readiness of mind as the word of God, meditate and confer of it, hide it in their hearts, and bring forth the fruit of it in their lives. Um, As I said, these uh, confessions, uh, creeds, this catechism are all biblically based, and this one has over 20 that are used as motivation, evidence, or resource just for this question and answer. There is that idea again, evidence, witness. Two verses that are pertinent, um, I think, uh, that influenced this answer. One comes from Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Um, But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by 
persevering produce a crop, which comes from the parable of the sower, where Jesus gave examples of what happens when seeds um, are planted in different types of soil. And then in James chapter 1, verse 25, But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they had heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Let's break it down a little bit more. If you have heard the word of God, if you have read the word of God, if you have prayed and let the Holy Spirit into your heart and asked the Spirit to remodel it and help you live into your life with Christ, you will be changed. And then you are not to sit there and enjoy your remodel. No, just like when you remodel your house or you change around your living space, uh, something in your life, you tell people because you're excited. Your move to action, you testify. Matthew 24, 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. What is the good news? What is the gospel? Jesus Christ came forth from the dead and gave you life. Jesus has given you a way to salvation. Jesus has given you a way to escape death and to lie. Uh, and, and, and to not have to live alone in this world and the dragging down of sin. He has given you communion with God. Here's the question again. Now... What do you believe? Do you believe in what Jesus has done and what God has done and what the triune God that is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of the Trinity, all three aspects together, what they have done for you? Have you read the gospel? Lots of, lots of questions, and I challenge you to read the, the Gospels. If you haven't read the Bible, read the Gospels. I would recommend reading the whole thing. Um, you know, read the confessions of the church. Go over to my Instagram. I posted one uh, copy that I have of just general confessions across history. You can look that one up. I think it was like $8 on ABE books. Um... You know, ask questions, decide for yourself what it is this all means to you. Deepen your very being, pray with God, and find out what it all means to you. Listen to the words of Peter in Acts. Um, Let me see what reference I have here. Acts chapter 3, verses 12 through 19. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. If you are certain what you believe, then I would hope that you are not sitting with the spirit all cooped up trying to keep it for yourself. That is not as well, not what it is. it means to be fully immersed in the Christian life. That is not what it means to hear the word of God and to believe. Because if you believe it... You would testify to that witness or change in your life, in your heart, in your soul. 
whether you are old or young, new to your faith, decades into it, be good at Jesus. Do not be only good at the church. If you haven't decided yet what you believe, again, go read the Bible. Read the confessions. Reach out to someone who, is, who says that they know what they believe. If you don't know anybody, find a church. Reach out to me. You can email me. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you. If we, if we step back, if you say you believe and go out into the world and tell people about it, not, not just your friends and fellow Christians, those across the street, down the road, next to you at a restaurant, who meet you, uh, or whoever you meet on vacation, everyone, everyone is to hear the gospel message. I have a friend um, that immigrated to the U.S. with their uh, siblings and my mother when they were a teen from South America. Being an immigrant, they have had a hard enough time because um, they don't always speak English the best. And they can stand out being a different ethnicity depending on where they are. On top of that, they are gay and very proud of their identity. So they have been picked on and beat up many times in both the secular world and in the Christian world. So needless to say, they do... Uh, they did not have a favorable view on Christianity when another friend of mine and I met them. In our climate today, more people are concerned about his sexual orientation and heritage than salvation. Until my friend and I had known this individual for a while and shown them that we cared for them as a person, they did not really trust people to talk about questions of faith, nor did they really want to. The Christian organization we worked at down the street from the coffee shop this individual worked at had a few parishioners who would give them, uh, wouldn't give them much time a day, let alone wonder about their salvation. And I tell you this as an example of what happens when we as Christians do not look at all people and their salvation, their life, their person as important. You never know until you testify to your beliefs and talk to other people if they too know Jesus and the saving grace offered us. You also don't know if the person before you had spewed love or hate. That is why it is important for us to know what we believe. Let us circle back. What does it mean to, to witness as Christians? It means that you firstly have accepted Jesus. You know why Jesus came, why he died, and what that means to you. Because you have accepted Jesus into your heart and you are now changed. Now what does it mean to testify? It means that you go to your community, your community of faith, your general community, and you talk about it. You read your Bible, you have Bible study, you listen to preachers, you let it work in your heart and mind, and you do something about it. Jesus said, go into the world. He commanded his disciples to go make more disciples. Children of God, if you believe Jesus and he's changed your life, you want to listen to him. First John 
chapter 2, verse 4 says, Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments as a liar, and the truth is not in him or in them. Children of God, don't, don't lie to yourself or God. That is like the worst little infinite sin cycle. And I will, I will end our episode here with this. Decide what it is that you believe. Then go out and do something about it. Make a, a friend. Tell him about Jesus. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again to judge both the quick and the dead, as it says in the Apostles of Nicene Creed. This is the good news. Don't squander away the gifts that God has given you today. That was another long thought session. I invite your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your concerns. I if I would love to hear from you. If you're uncertain what you believe and you want someone to talk about it uh, with, you can email me, ponderingtheologian at gmail.com. Or uh, go over to Instagram and you can interact with me there. I genuinely hope that you will answer these questions today. And I genuinely would love to hear from you if you have any questions, concerns, or you want to know more about Jesus. Uh, I'm going to call it there. Remember, everyone, God loves you. I'm praying for you and I hope you have a good day. We'll see you in the next episode.